Second Chronicles 20, verse 15. Thus says the Lord to you. Say, here's what the Lord is saying to me. Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. The battle is not yours, but God's. Who does the battle belong to? The Lord, right? And he says, I am rising up. I'm causing you to rise up. But when you move, it's me moving through you. You're not moving on your own. It is not your strength. It is the strength of God moving in and through you. How many of you would say, fill me up, Lord, with the strength of God because I'm not here to quit? I'm not here to take a step back. I'm not here to, to try to measure up and please people. I'm here to go forward. I'm here to do the will of God. And so he said, do not be afraid, nor do you be dismayed for this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Verse 16, tomorrow go down against them. They will surely come up from the ascent of Zin, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jez or Jer Jeruel, before the wilderness of Jeruel. So he says, tomorrow go down against them. See, when you listen to the voice of the Lord, he will give you specific instruction He will tell you when to get up, what to say, how to pray, and what not to pray. He will give you wisdom because he is the God of wisdom. We ask God for wisdom and he gives abundantly. And so here he's saying tomorrow, you're going to go down against them. And he says that they're not going to come up. They're not going to come up. Look at verse 17. Look at verse 17. Verse 17, he says, you will not need to fight in this battle. You will not need to fight in this battle. Wait, 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 wait. Then he says, position yourselves and stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And I decree over you right now that you are positioning yourselves up. Every one of you are positioning yourselves right now. Lift up your hands before the king and say, I'm going to position myself right now. Because this mighty, wicked assignment that's come against us and this nation and this election and your family and your Christian values and the churches of America, let me tell you right now, we're standing in the gap. We've been standing. We never sat down. We never shut down. We never closed our doors. And we're not going to stop doing it now. We're moving forward. Say, I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward. Some of you have been in the battle. You will not need to fight in this battle. That doesn't mean that we're dormant, though, does it? That, that doesn't mean that we, we go to sleep. That doesn't mean that we shut our mouths. That doesn't mean that we don't ask and inquire of the Lord as to what is the next step, Lord. What are we supposed to do? That doesn't mean that you're stagnant and you do nothing. Doesn't mean that you're silent. It means that in faith you're rising up. In faith you're going to conquer that mountain. In faith you're going to speak to it. In faith you're going to decree a thing and it shall be established. In faith you're going forward. In faith you're leveling those mountains. That means you align yourself. Say, I am aligning myself with the will of God. I am done being being stolen from how many of you in this room say I'm done being stolen from if a believer is being stolen from that's because they've allowed it my God my God my God no more there comes a day where we wake up there comes a day when we say no more no more as long as it's on my watch whatever it is within me to do I will do it I'm gonna stand in agreement with the will and the Word of God and I'm not shrinking back come on some of you need to go some of you need to run faster because you got some stuff to gain you've got some stuff that you lost to gain 
We all do. We all do. But I'll tell you right now, we're charging forward together. One puts the flight a thousand, two, ten thousand. One puts the flight a thousand. We're putting the flight to flight tens of thousands. Position yourselves. Who does the positioning? We do. We do so in faith. We're doing so right now. You're doing so every time you say, I get up and I choose to praise you, Lord. Oh, it may be difficult. Oh, it may be difficult. It may be storming outside. I may have a lot of things that have been taken and stolen from me. I may feel horrible. I may feel this oppressive spirit that I don't even know which way it's coming from. It's because there's a power of the prince of the air that it's coming over so many believers. Do you know that? The power of the prince of the air. And it's coming against so many believers to subdue you, to shut you up, and to, get you, and to keep you so discouraged and so down, so oppressed. And you didn't even know why. You don't even know why. You, it's like you can barely move through. It's like you're going through some kind of a zombie line. You're like a, like a zombie, just kind of twilight zone. How many of you know what I'm talking about? That is the spirit of the air. The enemy. The power of the prince of the air. So what are you going to do about it, church? What are you going to do about it? Can we put that verse back up, please? Position yourselves. Number one, we position ourselves. We are, the battle belongs to the Lord, but that doesn't mean you're not in, you're not in the battle. Just because it belongs to the Lord does not mean you are not in the battle. You're in the battle. But you're victorious through that battle. As you do what? Position yourselves. That means there's an attitude and a posture of faith that you're going to take declaring the word of God and you're not going to shrink back. That means everything that you see and hear that's coming against the believer, you're going to say, oh no, that's not what my word says. That's not what the word of God says. And that's not what I'm going to stand for. And you're going to counter it with the word. Amen. Blessed, blessed be the nation whose God. Yeah. Come on, is the Lord. This nation, one nation under God. One nation. Come on, we have to know that the assignments of the enemy to try to threaten the Christians and to try to steal your voice cannot stand. Amen. I command confusion to come off of the body of Christ right now. I command the confusion to come off of the body of Christ right now in the name of Jesus. For we shall stand we shall stand where God has positioned you. You shall stand. Position yourselves and stand still. Don't be shrinking back. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. What are we going to see? Yeah, we're going to see the salvation. I decree, oh Jesus, for oh Jesus. Mm. Father, in every place where there has been a spirit of confusion that's sent against Christians, sent against the churches. Hey, I don't even feel it in this church, honest to God. But I do know it's happening. General, generally, right? Every place where there's been a spirit of confusion that's come against the church. Father, in the name of Jesus, we overturn the one that has come to bring a spirit of confusion, to blind eyes, to silence mouths, to, to, to uh, subdue people's spirits so that they wouldn't walk in truth and in faith and instead shrink back in fear. We come against the spirit of confusion and we decree right now blindness to that spirit, a confusion to the confusion right now. We decree right now a confusion to the confusion. Every spirit that 
that's coming against a believer with confusion, I command confusion to that spirit right now. I command confusion to that spirit right now. Overturned right now. Exposed in the name of Jesus. For we are victorious. We have just a, a couple of days, just, you know, less than a week before we, we have our election. We stand in faith. We've been standing in faith. We stand full of faith. There's no fear here. But we do know that the Bible tells us that we must be people of faith and stand on the word of God. Because we are not going to have anyone come in in the night. Night watches to steal your flock, to steal your seed, to steal your harvest. That's why he says to be vigilant, to be vigilant, to be alert. And so, yeah, we're talking about the election right now, but let me tell you, that's also for your life personally. Come on, you need to apply it for your life personally. We got to stand. We have to stand and say, no, 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 you don't, devil, because I've positioned myself. I'm going to stand still according to First or Second Chronicles chapter 20. I'm going to stand still and I'm going to see the salvation of the Lord. Wow, wow. See, there he says, here's the victory. Not only are you standing still, but you're going to see the salvation of the Lord. Come on, the fight is fiercest just before the victory. So some of you are going, oh, it's just so hard. You've been, you don't know, I've been standing for a long time. The fight is the worst just before the victory. Hallelujah. You know, this passage of scripture that I'm reading to you, the Israelites were under attack. And they had three different armies coming against them. Wouldn't you say, can you see the resemblance of where we are at today? Like they had three different enemy army assignments coming against them when, when this scripture was, was given to them to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, right? And we know, if you know the story, we know that they stood in faith. They started to sing. They started to sing. And as they sang, the ambush was set and the enemy was trapped and caught and exposed. And they were victorious, right? right? So we know the story. So they had three different enemy armies coming against them. Well, doesn't that sound a little familiar with where we are at today? How many attacks? How many assignments? It's like coming from this direction and that direction, this direction, that. It's like, really? Why? Because the plan of the enemy is to try to get you so twisted and so turning that you feel your head is spinning. And, and, but let me tell you, not, not this church, not this body of Christ, not every believer that knows Christ in their spirit man that has experienced him that refuses to let go of his word, refuses to let go of his word. And we refuse to let go of the word of God. We refuse to let go of the word of God. God said it. He meant it. And he's, bring, and he's good to bring that to pass. He is good to bring that to pass. Amen. Psalm 20 verse 7. It says, some trust in chariots, and some trust in horses, but we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. Say, I'm trusting in the name of the Lord my God. 1 Kings 18, 21. And I believe this is a word for the Lord. I'm sorry, for the, for the church today, but from the Lord. I believe this is a word for the churches. How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. But the people answered him, not a word. Just keep that scripture up, please. If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal be God, follow Baal, right? And the people 
answered him not a word. If someone was to come up to you and pose that very same question, would you be silent? No. Why were they silent? Because there is a spirit that permeates the air, that subdues and shuts up even those that would be the most fiery if they allowed it. If they allowed it. They don't even, they're not even consciously aware of what's happening. But it's like, it's like the gas mask just gets put over them. And they, before they realize it, they're already, they're just, they're just, they're going out of it. They're just going out. They're just going out. They're going out. Say, I'm not me. I'm not going out. I'm not going out. Because I, because of the spirit of the Lord in me, I'm awakened in the inner man. Awakened in the inner man. Say, I'm awakened in the inner man. The fire of God is within me, and I've got prophetic eyes to see what the will and the word of God is doing today on earth. So Elijah, he comes to the people, and he says, how long will you falter between two opinions? He says, you know, you, you've got this side that, that's claiming these things. You've got this side that's claiming these things. Let me tell you, there is a will of God. That will is the perfect will of God. God is not confused. He is still in charge. He's still on the throne. And he is saying to you, make up your minds and follow Christ. Make up your mind and follow the will of God today. And so we decree, not just for the elections, church of God, but even afterwards, even afterwards, because you know that you know that you know that the assignment of the enemy is not just to try to stop the, uh, the re-election, but then to overthrow when we, when we get to January, January the 20th, right? You know the enemy, he's done it before, he tried it before, it didn't, he, didn't, he didn't succeed, did he? Well, he's not going to succeed again in the name of Jesus as the church stands in faith. Some people think, oh, but there was a prophetic word, and we don't need to pray. That's a bunch of baloney. That's a bunch of balloons. Let me tell you, the Lord told me the same thing in March. And I told you, I shared it with you. I sent you a video of it too. I, I knew that this diabolical plan, that the, and he said, wickedness in high places. He said, don't believe it. Because there's so much, there's so many wicked things happening in the high places. And that the enemy is trying to deceive the minds of the elect if possible. And he is trying to bring in wave after wave after wave of all kinds of, you know, like when, when, when the enemy comes in and tries to get your attention so that he can divert you from truth. Try to divert you from truth. But so I'm not going to be diverted from truth. When, when he, not only just happenings outside in the world, but then he works on your emotions. Then he works on your emotions. He works on your inner man, right? And, 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 and he calls you to, to kind of get into a slump, some kind of a slumber. No, no, no. But that also is an assignment from the enemy. You've got to know that. You've got to know that it is up to you, men and women of God, to kick that thing out, get it off of you by screaming out the name of Jesus if you have to. But, you know, screaming it out if you have to. But I'll tell you right now, not just that, but then recognize this is a war against the church. This is really against the God of the Bible. It is an antichrist spirit that's trying to deceive the minds of the elect. It's also trying to come and bring in a watered down, shut down, literally, 
church, but watered-down gospel. Let me tell you, they don't care if you're a Christian as long as you don't sit there and mention the name of Jesus. And as long as you're not radical, can't you just be calm and quiet? And can't you just read your Bible quietly? Can't you just pray under your breath? Why do you got to be so radical? Why do you? Because let me tell you, Christ was radical for us, wasn't he? Was Jesus not radical for us? When he went to the cross, was that not a radical thing to do? When he gave his life as a ransom for our sins, perfect sacrifice, was that not a radical thing to do? Absolutely. Absolutely it was radical. But radical love is what he's given us. And so he's saying, I want my church to be hot, like on fire. I don't want a lukewarm bride. I don't want a lukewarm bride. He, he says, fire, fire, fire. So what I'm seeing across the globe is, you know, a lot of, a lot of um, groups of, of people like in the church, um, the revival, you know, starting. Praise God. That is wonderful. But to me, that just shows the lukewarmness of where they were before. Hey, I'm sorry if you think that's a judgmental statement. It's how I really believe. I'm glad for the revivals. Praise God. We need them. We need them. But how about living on fire? How about living on fire? How about not having to go from revival to the next revival? And in between, you're in the dumps. That's not how we're to live. We're to live in faith, on the faith of his word. And we have to have that kind of spiritual muscle. Come on, it's time to get a backbone. We need to get a backbone and stand up when you feel like collapsing, when you feel like falling apart. Come on, that's right, man of God. We need to get a backbone and realize, hey, revival's great, but I, I'm not going from revival to revival. I'm going to live on fire. I'm living on fire. I'm living on fire. How many of you in this room say, I'm living on fire? I'm living on fire. That Holy Ghost fire, his, he will never burn out. Let the fire on the altar of your heart never burn out. How is that possible? Amen. By staying in communication with the Lord your God. By staying in the secret place. By, by living a life that, like, you see how I'm, I'm walking with my grandbaby here, right? And this is how we walk. And this is how we stay on fire with the Lord. The Holy Spirit and you walking in in step. See, that's what we end up doing a lot of times. We're pulling. The Holy Spirit's not going over there yet, and we're trying to go this direction. The Holy Spirit's not going there yet. But the only difference is, is that we're not, we're not robots, and he's not going to do what I'm doing to her. He's not going to pull you back, right? <laughs> it's like we, we just, we try. But if, if you were, if she represents man, mankind, individuals, right? If I represent the Holy Spirit, go ahead and start walking, baby cakes. Go ahead and take a step. Start walking. Okay? We are to walk in step with the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit stops, without even telling her, she backed up and got in sync. She backed up and got in sync. And that's exactly how we're to walk. Amen. Listening to the Spirit of the living God, which means we're walking in faith and we're walking in his, in his, in his presence because we spend time in the secret places. So when you live like that, here's my point. When you live like that, you're not looking for the next revival and, 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 oh, man, I just need that next revival. And I'm not bashing. It's great. You need it. It's where you are. It's provided. Praise God. But when you live on fire, it's because you live in sync. You don't need a whole entourage of people that are behind you encouraging you and worshiping together. That is great. But church, if the persecuted church comes here more than we've experienced it, and you don't have that opportunity. You don't have that nicety. You don't have that pleasure of having all these people with you, worshiping, 
standing in faith. If you didn't have that, and it was just you, could you walk on fire? Because it's not just you. You're walking in step. Let's do it again. We're walking. I want you to get this visual. Keep walking, baby girl, because the Holy Spirit's keeping, he's walking still. I want you to get this visual, and I want this visual embedded in your spirit, man, because when you start, when you leave this place, when you leave this place, let's turn around. When you leave this place, I want this visual embedded in your spirit, man. Amen. I want you to remember. Yes. If I'm walking, Holy Spirit's walking with me. I want to make sure that I'm walking with him. When he stops, I want to be sensitive enough to stop. When he says speak, I want to be sensitive enough to know what he's asking me to speak and to do it, to be obedient. God is looking for a, a beautiful, spotless bride. And I believe that's who we are. I believe that's what God's called us to be. And we're not the only ones, but God does have a remnant, and we're part of that remnant. God has called us to be part of that remnant. If those of you that know the story... Elijah was outnumbered. I mean, he had the prophets of Baal. He had Ahab, all the Israelites. He was outnumbered. But one man in sync with the spirit of truth is the majority. You're in the majority. Say, I'm in the majority. And I'm victorious in Christ. Hallelujah. And then those that know the story know that, you know, first they do this whole, this whole sacrifice, you know, this false sacrifice. They, you know, they put the, that animal on the, on the altar, you know, and they're praying and they're doing all the cutting themselves. They're doing all these fanatical things, but not in the name of Christ, not in the name of Jesus, but in the name of their false God. And of course, what happens? Nothing. It's a show. God showed up and he's going to show off. He did it then. He's going to do it again. This is how we live in Christ, knowing that if God said it, it's, it's done. It's a done deal. So he's like, well, maybe you need to cry out a little more. Maybe you need to scream. Maybe you're not, maybe God, maybe your God doesn't hear you. He's mocking him, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't just take for face value, what the enemy is throwing against you and say, well, I got to be a good Christian. I can't say anything against that because, you know, I just got to keep my mouth silent. You need to speak when God tells you to speak. Okay. And so when we, when it was Elijah's turn, we know that, I mean, he, not only did he set the sacrifice, but, but, but he went and poured water on it, you know, again and again, three times he poured that water over. He got everything so wet so drenched. He made it so that it was so impossible for the fire of God to come down on this sacrifice. But see, that, that means, and this is a picture, that means that this, that you're in a great place. You're in a great place if you're heeding the word of the Lord today. How many of you are heeding the word of the Lord today? And you're taking it personally for yourself, but you're also taking it for our election. When the numbers are against you, against God, we hang on to the word of the Lord. And, we, and they prayed. He prayed. And when he prayed, the fire came down from heaven, burned up that sacrifice, licked up the water, licked up the stones. Impossible situations started to occur because when God is for you, no man can be against you. No man. No demon spirit. No conspiracy no, no, no demonic plan, no curse, no witchcraft. And that is what we're dealing with. 
if you did not know, that is what we're dealing with. Witches and warlocks, I told you this before, setting up curses against churches, subduing them, silencing them, shutting them down, you know, having the, just all kinds of one thing after another, after another, after another. But I'll tell you right now, we are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And we don't back down to diabolical assignments when God told us in, in Mark 16 that you are to trample those assignments because you have authority and these are the signs that will follow every believer. You're casting out demons, aren't you? You're speaking in new tongues, aren't you? Even if you were to drink poison, it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to harm you. It means you have faith. Uh, the bold kind of faith that if God's called you to do something, he's going to also protect you. If God called you to do that very thing, then there's provision in it for you, right? Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our websites at Kathy Coppola Ministries at www.kathycoppola.org. You can also visit us at Mighty Wind Broadcasting Network TV at www mwbn.tv God bless